0: today comes from Matthew 28, 16 to 20. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountains, to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the ends of the age. The word of the Lord. Years ago, I had a friend who was from Minnesota. And every time he talked about anything, you knew exactly where he was from. And I do mean literally about anything. And funny story, uh, one time I was flying from my home then up to actually Portland to visit my folks and I just spent several hours with this friend and I got on the plane, sat next to yeah. the guy next to it, and oh, so you're from Minnesota, he said as soon as I opened my mouth, which I'm not, right, I'm, those of you who know me, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, we've lived here in Washington for nine years now, and I'm not from Minnesota, but it turns out we human beings, we're good at learning things. We can learn all kinds of things, tying shoes all the way up, right? There's all kinds of things we can learn. But we're amazing at imitation. We are absolutely phenomenal at imitating the examples of other people in our lives, and not just accents, other things, right? How, how many have caught ourselves saying something and having the thought, well, it sounded just like my dad. Right? Or or you have you see a hand gesture in one of your kids and that's just like their grandma. Or you realize that you say something like your friend or and on and on and on. We are phenomenal at imitating the people around us, doing things like they do things. Which is the invitation here in the end of the Gospel of Matthew, that is fundamentally the invitation to those 11 guys and the others who, I'm confident, are with them, as well as to us, to to imitate, to become like, to let Jesus rub off on us. The setting is indeed the end of the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chooses to end his biography of Jesus with this account of these 11, and he's he's focused on those core guys. There's only 11 because Judas has done his thing. They go to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. They they want to be with him. They've spent three years with him, and they still resurrected, are just beside themselves now, and, and he's alive, and so they go to where he's told them that he'll be. And then There he is. And in this moment, because he was dead somehow, they worshiped. Jesus comes, gives them this promise that he has all authority. He'll be with them. But we need to notice that this promise of all authority with them, from the Jesus who comes to them, sandwiches this invitation to Go, all the nations, not just your own folks, all the nations. Make disciples, make apprentices, and teach them to do the stuff that I've told you to do. Which boils down to imitate me. This word disciple simply means one who has been trained. And in the ancient world, we, we think very quickly of training as sort of classroom stuff, right? I mean, we do have an image of working with hands, but I think for a lot of us, especially who have been in a lot of school, which is a decent chunk of us, we very quickly move to the classroom model of training equals learning lots of information, which is a part of this. But fundamentally, it's more like an... There's another picture. If you advance the slide. Fundamentally, it's in many ways more like what's going on in this picture. Now, again, stop photo. I don't know this girl, but I would suspect that alongside all the things that she's figured out on her own, as she's just worked with bicycles, and no doubt consulted some manuals and looked up things on the internet, YouTube right along the way. My guess is, for most of us, most of the time, when we get into something as a hobby, we learn a lot of it. We're shaped profoundly by other people who are also into this particular craft, into this particular hobby. We are fundamentally, foundationally shaped by people who instruct us, and that's the invitation. In for these eleven guys, who have been foundationally, fundamentally shaped by Jesus, transformed by him, to then go and invite others into that same transformation. I've been recently started to reread uh, Les Miserables, which is a great story. Uh, I've referred to it some other times if you've been around for a while. And Again, I'm just really struck by the person of the bishop, who just gives and gives and generously gives and in some really difficult ways. Not just trading his large bishop's mansion for the smaller building next door so that that smaller building, which is a hospital, can actually have now his bigger building and care for people more. Not just the ways that every time his sister finagles ways for him to make a little more money, it sometimes just gets given away as fast as it comes in. But of course, that pivotal moment with John Beljean, those solitary objects that the bishop has just remarked several times, really hard to give up. His silver place settings and those two silver candlesticks. In that moment when he invites the stranger in in the middle of the night, the stranger steals these things and gets called back by the police. In that moment has a presence of mind and has been profoundly enough shaped by Jesus. that In that moment, some of you know the story, he grabs the two candlesticks and says, my friend, when you took the silver, why didn't you... As my gift, why didn't you also take the candlesticks? They're worth 200 francs. These would really help you out. Hands them to him, gets the guy off, and shapes all kinds of people's lives. That profound moment of presence of mind and generosity that looks and sounds like Jesus didn't come on a whim. It came because this good bishop had been patiently with the Jesus who's with him, been shaped and transformed by him steadily, slowly, but surely over years. I've been listening to a podcast about the village of uh, Le Chambon in the plateau area in France, right across the Swiss border, and in this area... Uh, Approximately 3,500 Jews were kept in safety or escorted across the border into Switzerland, along with about 1,500 other folks. This is a town of 2,500, by the way. It's in an area of France that was uh, heavily even then uh, Huguenot, which is French Reformed. Presbyterians, by the way, are English Reformed. These are French Reformed Christians who had a long history of knowing that they were sometimes on the outside of things in France and cared for the stranger and the foreigner. At the pastor of the main church in town, one day in the late afternoon, in fact, the, uh, the dreaded knock came at the door, it was the French police, and they were there to rescue him, did not rescue him, they were there to arrest him, sorry, going ahead of the whole story to my mind. They were there to arrest him uh, because he was rescuing people and was playing a foundational role in spurring the community in this way. Well he invited them in when they were there. So did his wife. So did his kids. Invited them in. His wife started packing his bags. It was late afternoon and she had the presence of mind to these police who were arresting her husband. Well, sirs, it's almost dinner time, won't you join us for dinner? And as the story is told by, by her and but Pastor, who lived through the war, by the way, quite embarrassed, they indeed sat down and joined them for dinner. And it didn't change the fact that he was in fact all the way to a camp, but made a profound impact on their lives. Might suggest as well that kind of action of concrete love for someone who is doing you harm does not happen accidentally. The ability to love in those, let's be honest here, these are really amazing ways, right? This is not everyday life. But it comes because the trump family, the pastor's family, they live their everyday lives with Jesus, and so in a moment of crisis, they can act like Jesus. They had apprenticed with Jesus long enough that in this difficult moment, they could continue to act like Jesus and, and not put up. And just to point out the obvious that at least some of you are no doubt thinking. We right now are in a moment in our nation's history where more and more people are beginning to talk about and even celebrate violence in pursuit of political and social ends, we, we, we all hear it. We're, we're all aware might My that for us, if we are going to choose differently, hmm, as our nation continues down this path, if we as followers of Jesus are going to choose differently when the moment of crisis comes, it's going to be because we apprentice with Jesus imitate Jesus. We let him come to us and we notice him with us in the normal stuff of everyday life. And so when the extraordinary moment of crisis comes, we can continue a the path that we've already been wanting. And just to pull us back a moment from these, both of these stories, Le and Le Germont, both in France, oddly, just thought of that. But um, to draw us back just from, uh, these are intense stories. But let me just point out something and encourage you. In the normal course of human events and in our everyday normal lives, yes, there are moments of difficulty in choosing to apprentice to Jesus. But on the whole, it's good and it's even fun. And it is absolutely without exception life-giving. And not just for us, but for others. Uh, Next slide. The invitation to us in our everyday lives to experience this life with is not to start with the extraordinary things, not to start with the love your enemy stuff, not to start with, I see all these things that just don't measure up yet. It's to start with the ordinary stuff. And we in English Church have developed this through a lot of conversation, have developed this image of a three-legged stool where the ordinary stuff of life, the way we apprentice with Jesus, is in simply our everyday rhythms. It's a center thing. It's on the back of your bulletin too, if you want to see it uh, one more up and close of just eating, and resting, and working, and playing, and exercising, both physically and materially, as well as with our mind, our relationships, and yes, our spirituality, to meet Jesus in our food, and to feed on him in our prayer and devotional life, to rest in him because we're unafraid of where... Yet, yeah, even with the scary stuff in the news, we're ultimately unafraid of where we're going because he's with us. And we're going to get our eight hours of sleep a night because the world isn't up to us. He's in control, and we're not, so we can check out. It's okay. We're going to exercise because we're physical. That's how we're made. Of course we're going to take care of our body. And I'm preaching myself right now because I'm bad at that. But if we follow Jesus, we're... We're not going to ignore the fact that we're physical creatures. We're going to learn to enjoy that. We're going to play. Jesus is playful. That's a whole different sermon. Come talk to me afterwards if you don't believe me. But most of the things that Jesus says, this one not accepted. If you just imagine Jesus with a smile on his face, that he's actually friendly and not like up on... It comes off completely differently, and I think in a good way working, and on and on. We befriend people, and yes, we gather together as God's people in groups like this, and and smaller. It's in the everyday stuff of life with Jesus that we pick up his accent. We begin to sound like him. We begin to love like him, befriend like him. It's in the everyday stuff of life that we're then equipped to go through the hard things. And He's, he's with us in And not just with us. A couple slides up, if you would. This does, Jesus does here say, we were to go and, and make disciples, not simply be apprentices, but we actually get to invite other people into this life that we're beginning to experience. And it goes out to the world, which is a contrast to how we've made things in this religion we call Christianity, which is not always in alignment with Jesus. By the way, we still to think like you know, the way we're going to become disciples, or at least you get some disciples or is you know, we're going to have meetings like this, and then of the people who are in a meeting like this, we're going to get a few of them who will come regularly, and then a few of them who will. And we might get a few of us who will go out and love our neighbor and you know, do the things that Jesus said. But what Jesus is describing here is the other way around. Jesus actually invested a lot into Peter, James, and John. There's a number of times where it's just those three guys and Jesus. And of course, he invested a lot in all twelve of the apostles, right? The disciples, and, and to some extent, he invested. At one point, there's a group of seventy, so we know that those seventy folks got you know, more of his time than probably a lot of other people. After the resurrection, there's there was one occasion where there's 500 followers who were together, and, you know, no doubt, some of them, had, maybe all of them, had seen Jesus before he was crucified. But you see how that works, that Jesus investing in those three and those 12, and then those guys, and and some women, by the way, those 12, and the Marys, and other folks, they invested in other people, loving them, apprenticing them, inviting them into healing and wholeness and freedom, and having the joy of watching that happen. And then those people invest in others. Befriend others. And you see how this works. Instead of hoping that, like, well, if we do some big things and then a few people come and somehow we become disciples. No, no, no. We spend time with each other in every stuff of life with Jesus. And then we just give ourselves to others, like Jesus. And that's how healing spreads. It is my nature to love to know things. I love to learn. I'm totally energized by learning. Again, this is why my office looks like the way it does with bookshops, right? But I'm so glad I didn't wait until I felt like I knew it before I started just practically apprenticing. What would it be like to be like Jesus here to, to love? And it started for me in realizing that these cleaners who came and cleaned my dormitory bathrooms. Wait a minute. If I'm following Jesus, I I need to think about how I'm treating them. What does that bathroom look like because of me that they have to deal with? Oh, okay. How then am I gonna change how I live and how I treat my bathroom so that in honoring these people who are serving me and enabling me to study, What am I going to do with the practical, everyday stuff in life? How am I going to interact with the other people who live on my floor? Where are the opportunities to just love and serve, To encourage, just notice, listen, and normal stuff. And so I tried that, super bad at it. <laughs> I tried before I felt like I knew how to do it well. In back to the Schweitzer quote, with some fun your bulletins, it's in taking those halting steps and slow in following Jesus that I began to know him for the first time. I grew up in church. I heard all this voice. I thought I knew it all. I'm still super tempted to think I know it all, and I don't. But I really, what healed me was following Jesus, not just knowing some things about him. And that's going to be true for all of us. And that's Jesus' invitation to us. And so during this month, we're emphasizing the everyday rhythm of just eating. That every single bite we take, whether it's just, again, simple cereal or maybe bacon at breakfast, or whether it's, you know, a juice snack in the afternoon or a smoothie some other time or cake. Or, yeah, your favorite dessert, it can be any, but let every single bite of food for you be a reception of a gift from Jesus, a reminder that that complex of flavor and texture that can be just amazing, is a gift from one who loves you. To apprentice with Jesus in the stock of everyday life and so be free and healed to love the friend. Bringing healing to a world that it doesn't—it's just so desperately need it. God intends to use us as we follow, and that's good.